Hello and welcome to Yes, You Are Brave. This is a podcast where we are going to set off on a journey together to find and build our brave, where we explore all the ways that you have been brave and all the ways that you can be brave again. Because even though we may have forgotten or we may have fallen out of practice, we're all brave. And I'm on a mission to prove it and help you believe that yes, you are brave. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Yes, You Are Brave. I'm Pani, I'm your host. Let's jump right in and talk brave. So I've got a couple of episodes that I'm really excited about. What we're going to do this week is we are going to talk about brave lessons that I have learned from accidentally becoming a rescue dog mom. And I know some of you are thinking, if you haven't been listening or you don't know me very well, how do you accidentally rescue a dog? So let me give you that tiny backstory first, and then we'll jump into the lessons that I have learned from becoming a rescue dog mom. So I live currently with my sister and her her family, and we moved into this house about two years ago, actually two years ago last week. And when we moved, my sister and had this dog that she'd had for, she was 13 years old, and she had some problems. Like I said, she was old and she was a little bit fragile, I guess you could say. She had some back problems. And so they didn't want to get a puppy because the puppy that they wanted, the dog, the next dog that they wanted was a big dog. (laughs) Um, And so they even, even though, you know, they thought, oh yeah, a puppy would, might be good for a while. It would probably very quickly get too big to play with her and would hurt her and stuff like that. So they were going to kind of wait to get a dog until she had passed. They didn't think she'd be around much longer, but they got down here. My brother-in-law was looking on, um, somewhere, I don't know, found this dog. Um, somebody was getting rid of because they felt like they couldn't handle her. She was eight years old at the time. She was an eight-year-old chocolate lab. And they contacted the lady. They brought her down. They met the, they introduced the two dogs. They thought she would be a really good companion dog for the one that they had. And so they made arrangements to bring her, to get her um, after we had moved into the house. So we moved into the house. The next week they went down, my brother-in-law went down to St. George, brought her back. And it happened to just be like a kind of a crazy day. Every There was a ton of things that happened. And this poor dog, she had been in a shelter twice at least. And she had not had the best life. It was very clear, very obvious. And so that day, um, like I said, there was a lot of crazy things going on. I kind of happened to be the one to sit down with her and kind of pet her and things like that. Well, long story really short, she decided she was going to be my dog. She was not supposed to be my dog. She was supposed to be my sister and her husband's dog. But she decided she was going to be mine. And after a couple of weeks, I finally decided that that was needed to be the case. So yes, I kind of accidentally became a dog mom uh, to this rescue dog. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today. It's a little bit different of kind of an episode of lessons that I have learned from accidentally becoming (laughs) from accidentally rescuing a dog. So the first one that I that I thought of was that being the calm in the storm can be all that somebody needs sometimes. This particular dog, like I said, when, when she came to us, it was very clear that there had been some serious abuse in her past. Um, there were different things that happened, um, became very obvious, like you couldn't lift your foot up around her for a long time. She like would yelp and run away, think you were going to be 
um, like kicker and things like that. And so we all made, especially like the adults in the house, we made a very big effort to just be calm. And I think that that was one of the main things that she needed. We were just very calm with her and that's what she needed. She needed calm. She needed stability. And and that can be what somebody needs all the time is just to be calm. The next thing is that just because you can't, I can't perfectly care for her doesn't mean I can't perfectly love her. And I wrote this list a while back and I have a story that kind of goes with this. So last week I was coming home from a walk. Um, we go for a walk around the neighborhood every day or most days and she loves it. She loves going for the walk. She loves all of it. Well, we got back from this walk and I walked in, we walked into the house and I was trying, I, I wasn't paying that close of attention honestly. And I slammed her tail in the door and I felt awful because of course it hurt her and she yelped and I looked and it didn't seem like it was that bad. But then I realized a little bit later because she had followed me around and was wagging her tail a lot. I realized that it was bleeding and I had, had been quite bad and I felt awful. I felt awful. Like I was failing her, but, and in that moment, like I said, in that moment, I feel like I was failing. But I realized later, there was also this voice of like, you're not failing her just because you had a bad moment. And I was talking to my sister and she said, you know, you're not failing that dog. I, it's not that I don't love her perfectly. It's that I can't care for her perfectly because I'm just an imperfect human being. And so we can't necessarily, um, we can't be perfect in everything that we do, but it doesn't mean that we don't love people or our others perfectly just we're not, we can't always express that perfectly. The next thing about that I have that I've learned from her is that trust can be earned and that it doesn't do any good to hold others' mistakes against people. It took a long time for, for her to trust us. Um, I would say that it was probably close to six months before she felt really, truly comfortable, but she learned um, that we were not going to treat her like other people treated her, had treated her. And we made, like I said, we made huge efforts and she didn't hold that against us. Now she, this is her home and this is her family and she is very comfortable and she has not held other people's mistakes against us. I mean, yes, there is every once in a while still just a knee jerk reaction from her, but, um, trust can be earned. It takes a long time sometimes, but it can be earned. The next thing is that family comes in all shapes and sizes. So after we got my dog, um, it was just a couple of months. um, My sister's dog went downhill. She had cancer and she went downhill really fast. She only lived for a couple of months after we got my dog. And then um, we just had my dog for a while. And of course, my my sister and her husband had been looking for other dogs and... um, found a dog that they that this a dog that they had they had wanted forever um and so they got a gladiator which is a great dane mastiff mix and um <laughs> he is like his names suggest and his breed suggests he is quite large um he's probably about 120 25 pounds um he's huge and then later about six eight months after that we weren't, they weren't planning on it, but they got a little Cocker Spaniel Poodle mix um, that now sleeps with my, my niece and helps her sleep all through the night. And then um, about six, eight months after that, we ended up with a, 
a miniature golden labradoodle. So we now have four dogs that range in size from 8 pounds to 20 pounds to 60 pounds to 120 pounds. And family comes in all shapes and sizes and colors. Family can be anything and anyone. And it doesn't, is not limited to who were actually born with and around. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, the next lesson from her is that it's okay to walk away when you've had enough or you're done. So I live with my sister and her her husband and their three kids. And my dog has been amazing with the kids. She really has. Um, my niece just turned three. She's the youngest of them. And she's fantastic with the kids. But when she's had enough, she gets up and she walks away. And I realize it's okay to get up and walk away when you're done, when, when you've had enough. Uh, also along those lines, you can love your family and have their back and still need alone time. She does the same thing with the other dogs. She'll play with them and she'll love on, she'll let, you know, play with them and everything. And then she walks away and she goes and she goes to her spot and she needs her alone time. And so it's okay um, to love your family, but also need your own space. And that's okay. And that's something that I like learning. It's okay to need my own space and to walk away when I'm done with whatever's going on. It's okay. The next thing <laughs> that I wanted that I have learned from her is that expressing your needs is actually in everybody's best interest. Specifically, this, this makes me think of, so like I said, she's getting a little bit older and she's very good the, the, the upside is when she came, she was potty trained and it didn't take her like she had maybe one accident in the house before she was sleeping in my room. And she doesn't have accidents in the house because she wakes me up in the middle of the night when she needs to go outside. And it's a double edged sword because honestly, there are some nights when I'm just like, all I want is to sleep. And then she gets up and she wakes me up and she makes me take her outside. You know, so you're, you don't want to get up, but on the, upside of that is the alternative is if she does not wake me up in the middle of the night that she poops on the floor like those are your options you get up and you take her outside or she poops on the floor so it's actually in everybody's best interest for her to tell me that she needs to go to the bathroom because then she goes to the bathroom outside and not inside I don't wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning and get up in the dark and step and poop and track it all over the house so it's actually in everybody's best interest for you to express what you need and to, to not beat around the bush and to not be really vague. Um, she's got this little thing that she does in the night that tells me exactly that she needs to go outside. And she does it every time and it is actually everybody benefits from that. And, you know, it also kind of going along with that, like her getting me up in the middle of the night or her getting me up in the morning, Often I get up way earlier than I would like to because she has to go to the bathroom. Getting up for somebody else can be so much easier than getting up for yourself. And I think that if we could learn to think of ourselves like we think of other people, think of ourselves as our best friend and get up for ourselves like we would for our best friend, then how amazing our lives could be if we could harness that right because it is it's so much easier for me I'll get up for her at 5 30 in the morning and let her out and all those things if I have to pee at 5 30 in the morning a lot of times I just roll over and go back to sleep until it's absolutely necessary that I get up but she tells me she needs to get up and I'm up and, and I'm going 
The last thing that I wanted to talk a little bit about lessons that I've learned from my rescue dog. Um, I've learned a lot and this is just kind of like bullet points. There's so many things that I've learned from her, but the biggest thing that I think I have learned from her that I didn't quite understand fully before I got her, um, was that commitment is scary. And I know you're thinking, people are thinking, oh, she's just a dog. It's not really like that big of a commitment, but an animal, I feel like if you're going to have animals that you should take care of those animals. And in my mind, it is a commitment to the end of their life. It's, it's a big commitment. And, um, I don't, sorry, tiny tangent. I don't feel like you should get an animal if you don't plan on taking care of that animal until it is done with its life, especially pets like dogs and cats and things like that. But that's for another time. But commitment is really scary. And I didn't realize how, I didn't realize how scared I was of commitment until I got her. Like all of a sudden, there was something holding me somewhere. There was something that I had to to do. There was something that I was committed to. It was kind of scary. And I was a little bit resentful at first because I wasn't quite ready for that commitment. I wasn't quite ready to be like, oh, like I can't just grab a bag and throw it in the car and go and do whatever the heck I want. I have this other, this other living breathing being that I have to take care of. And so commitment can be scary. And I think that sometimes we, we kind of throw that around like, oh, they're just like afraid of commitment. And it's like this terrible thing. And I think that I didn't realize how real it was and how almost debilitating it can be and how, you know, it's not so much that you don't want those things in your life. You don't want the commitment. You don't want the the roots and the ties or whatever. It's that it's scary and it's hard to, one, it's hard to feel like you're good enough that you can actually take care of them in a way that they need to be cared for and that you're not going to screw it all up. That can be scary. So those are some of the things, again, like I said, that I have learned from my rescue dog. I know it's a little bit different of an episode than it normally is. And we will have a few more of these type of episodes, lessons learned from different things. And I'm not saying that you need to go out and get a, a rescue dog. That's a big commitment. And it's not something that I would ever do by accident again. Um, but there is so many ways, there are so many ways to learn. And there are so many places we can gain knowledge from. And I think that when we open up our mind, we can start learning from any and all directions. And it can be so amazing and so fantastic and just make our lives so much better all the time. So my <laughs> my challenge for you this week is to think about those things, um, the lessons from, from a rescue dog mom and see what can you learn from them and how can you apply those things in your life and maybe what is it that you needed to hear this week and take that and internalize that that's that's what I have for you this week please know that you are wonderful and that you are amazing and that I believe in you I believe that you can do anything and that you can take the lessons from wherever they come and wherever they're needed from. Because sometimes lessons come into our lives in a certain way because that's the only way we're, that's the best way for us to receive them. There's lots of ways we could learn them, but that's usually the best way for us to receive them. And 
the universe or God or whatever it is to you is trying to give them to you in the way that they will be best received. So I hope you have a fantastical week. I hope that you remember how awesome you are and that you can be brave enough to learn lessons from wherever they come, even from an accidental rescue dog mom. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review down below and share this with anyone that you feel like could use a little more brave in their life. And if you'd like to follow more of my journey to be brave, you can follow me on social media and the link down below. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to be brave.